whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you're producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. I am unwilling to give up that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm so excited to have my next guest here. We have Sean Riley, who is the founder and chief executive dude of Dude Wipes. And we are here with Sean today to talk a lot more about how Sean and his co-founders have built this incredible, incredible company. Not only are they one of the funniest marketing campaigns that I've seen out there, but he also has an incredible product. This bootstrap company out of Chicago is a great story. Not only have they snagged a Shark Tank deal with Shark Mark Cuban himself, but also they've built a company that, are you ready for this? Today, Dude Wipes has wiped over 1 billion butts per year. And I can't wait to hear more about Sean's journey in building Dude Wipes. So welcome, Sean. 
Kara, I'm not worthy. That was an awesome intro. Really appreciate you getting all those dude wipe facts in there, even our fun ones. I love and, uh, it. Yeah, to talk to an entrepreneur like yourself today. I love I love your story and your product as well. So let me let me plug you. I love it. Well, thank you so much. So I gave a bit of a description, but I would love for you to share as a founder. How do you describe dude wipes to people who have not heard about your company or tried your products? Yeah, I think the simplest way we describe it is like we're a disruptor to the toilet paper industry. So we've come out with something that's cleaner, that's better, that you can use for the same purpose, which is taking a taking a poo. Um, and anytime, anywhere, that's what we're always kind of laughing about it and building a fun brand around it. So it's kind of those two of like offering something new, you know, that's going to get you cleaner you haven't tried. And then the Dude Wipes brand is our whole other part of the business that is trying to have a lot of fun. And, you know, some of those campaigns you talked about and just do something different um, from a brand perspective. So what makes Dude Wipes so unique? Like, aren't there other wipes that are out there? And like, what really makes it unique? Yeah, it's like we aren't the first people to make wipes, you know. So when we set out to make them, it was like, how can we make them better, bigger for us? How can we build a brand around it that's fun, that will get people talking? Because we were doing something that was a taboo subject at the time. So 2012, you know, we're coming out with butt wipes for guys. And it's like, you know, it seemed a little awkward. But we're like, no, like guys could get into this. This is obviously a cleaner way. We all believed in that. So we had to make product like different, you know, for that customer out the get go. So we came out with individually wrapped ones, which was, you know, a first thing at its time. So a guy could put one in his wallet or take it, you know, to the gym. And that was our only product for like two years. It was just an individually wrapped dude wipe. Um, I actually have a uh, box here. So this is a box of the very first dude wipes we were prototyping. And I keep it in my office just as a reminder, like when you're an entrepreneur, things don't get started sexy. They don't get started uh, in any way but pencil on a piece of cardboard. So yeah, we knew we needed to be different out the gate. So we came out with this on-the-go individually wrapped dude wipe. And that kind of started it all. And since then, you know, we believe we're leaders in the category because now we're doing everything that no one else is doing. Bigger products, scents, you know, better for you, um, materials, all of those things. So, yeah, we're always improving product, making it better, making it for dudes. Long-winded answer with some dude wipe stories in there, but... I love it. So tell me the story, like how you were sitting around in 2012, or I guess probably right before 2012, and with some wipes, with some buddies. So tell me how you decided that you were going to go and disrupt an industry. You know, we were basically in like an animal house after college. So there was tons of guys coming through. There was, you know, five guys living there, three on the couch and we were packing the bathrooms with baby wipes and we just noticed everyone was getting hooked on them. You know, a couple people had used them before I was buying them from Sam's club, just putting them in the bathroom. Like I use baby wipes and it became this obvious habit. People were getting this funny conversation. So we were like, 
let's make the brand dude wipes. But kind of when you say disrupt toilet paper now, it's always funny because that's like was such a grandiose idea at the time. Like really the idea at the time that I try and give people um, my view on is that you just had to execute that first batch of product, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we were like, this is a fun idea. No one's doing this. Like all we wanted to do was get those first boxes of dude wipes made, start selling them. Um, you know, you have to go so far to like really disrupt an industry and do something big. And so that was always a North star, right? Like we think this is that good of an idea. Um, but yeah, back in the day, we're just a couple of dumbass guys who had never done anything like this before in an apartment, joking around like other people on their couch, like, what should we start? You know, and dude wipes was, uh, was the best idea at the time. That's awesome. So what were you, how often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. 
Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think, and makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. Doing before starting Dude Wipes. I was in construction management. So just kind of totally uh, different. Yeah. Yeah. Selling uh, construction projects in the city of Chicago, uh, which was kind of what I went to school for. So yeah, I was just doing a nine to five um, that wasn't anything I didn't really dislike too much. Just, you know, always wanted to do something entrepreneurial, was messing around with things creatively, like what, you know, can I do? Um, so yeah, I had the entrepreneur spirit working in a nine to five. And, you know, when you finally go in on something, you can start to see a lot of results. So that's awesome. That was, that was the goal, right? So did you ever think that you'd become an entrepreneur in the wipe space? I mean, was this kind of, you mentioned just now that you thought you wanted to be an entrepreneur. Did you grow up in a house with entrepreneurs or what kind of led you to believe that you could do it and you wanted to do it? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, my parents uh, were, you know, a nurse and a teacher, so no real entrepreneurship, tons of business background coming up, but definitely always like a believe, you know, believe in yourself kind of mentality uh, we were raised with and try things. And so always had that mindset, you know, optimistic mindset, like you're going to need in this game. Otherwise, like, I'm sorry, it's going to be pretty tough for you. Uh, and then combining that with just trying to do different creative things can kind of get you the bug of like, what can I create for myself? So I even started with things as simple as like websites, designing websites for people or Facebook pages or just starting to get like a little creative uh, bug. And then it was like, you know, 
you you are an entrepreneur when you first launch a company, but you don't have much of a company. So that's always the funny conundrum about it. But I think you got to believe as soon as you step into the role, like, hey, I can do it. I'm going to have to learn some things along the way. Um, but definitely got to believe day one. So you had co-founders. Uh, were these your roommates that you were co-founding the company with? Or how did you meet your co-founders? Yeah, yeah. A couple of them were the roommates. Um, all guys we had known each other since. Uh, I knew one of the guys since like second grade. The rest of us met in like junior high, high school. So just kind of getting like a gang together um, post-college who also like had the same ambitions. Like, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur. Like, let's get something going. So yeah, you know, as you know, you can't do this stuff on your own. Um, and having a group of co-founders that are buddies is uh is you know pretty cool because you guys can all rally together figure it out you know build with each other that's awesome so it in terms of dividing up uh your responsibilities is how did you think about that at first you know everyone's doing everything so you know it's like that for years honestly you know i tell people if you're bootstrapping obviously if you're raising some money and starting a company with a couple mil or something like that like you're gonna hire a little bit of a team. Well, when you're bootstrapping, it's you and the co-founders figuring out anything and everything with different, you know, hey, you focus on sales, you focus on accounting, but it's very broad operations. Everyone's wearing a lot of hats. And then it's about sort of hiring the right people to do the things that you don't do so well. So that's how we, you know, have always looked at it and continue to look at it, whether it's myself or other people at the company, like how can we just help you excel build good people around you. So yeah, then you start letting things go, um, you know, handing off roles and responsibilities to other people so you could focus on other things. So the marketing, I, I touched on this at the beginning, is so yeah. funny. I would imagine a lot of that is your personality uh, and just joking around with a group of friends. It really shines and, and makes people laugh. Clearly, that is uh, is a great aspect to your company. How did you decide to market that way? I mean, I would imagine you didn't have the big budgets to hire an agency initially that said, "Right, this is what you should do." I mean, where where did this idea come from? Well, like the brand was always so loud. Like day one, like day one, it was like too loud and too early. So we always had this kind of loud brand to work with that would break through the consumer. People would talk about it. People would mention it. So we learned over time like that we could be involved in all these conversations and you know put out things that don't cost a lot of money on social media or stunts to get publicity and get the word out there. So sort of bootstrapping when you don't have other means, you know, when you don't have resources, you get resourceful. So that's been our, you know, game the whole time is how can we be super resourceful and the brand lets us do a lot of things um that other brands can't and so yeah really have leaned into that like the fun story you're in san francisco right mm -hmm. yeah so just last week uh the san francisco giants went on a road trip to mexico they all got sick they all got the runs and uh of course you know our guys are all over it we're just on a text box my co-founder, Ryan Megan, they're all over things like this, like as soon as it happens. So we get them dude wipes down to Mexico. The guys are cleaning up after each other. And then, you know, Twitter's talking about it. TMZ, the me you know, media picks it up. 
And that's an example of something we've done currently, but we've been doing that all along the way. And it can get you a lot of eyeballs in like a fun, organic way. So at the end of the day, like, you know, we run ads, we all run ads, but people like remember you from doing something interesting. Um, so that's always like a core part of our marketing, like getting involved with culture or doing things that are interesting and almost, you know, maybe um, not PC, you know, if it's like something, oh, they shouldn't be talking about wiping their ass on TV or whatever. It's like, no, that's kind of what Dude Wipes does. So yeah, we can kind of go to that uh, mindset, which has been the day one mindset almost every day and have fun with it. Uh, and then we do a lot of cool stuff with marketing too. Um, don't get me wrong. Um, but uh, the that's our advice for like the bootstrap mentality. So you talk about bootstrapping and how did you guys fund the company initially? And, and I guess, how have you done it since? Yeah, initially it was just about $30,000 for an MOQ of the first batch of dude wipes. So we all just ponied in the cash, bought the dude wipes. We probably had like $5,000 left over <laughs> after we bought, you know, the 30 grand worth of dude wipes marched them up to the spare bedroom, you know, no overhead at that point, just sell through them, take them to UPS, sell them online. And uh, so, so we didn't have any costs in the business for, hmm. you know, probably close to two years before, you know, anybody started drawing a salary on it or anything like that, just uh, cost of doing business. So we were able to scale very small numbers, you know, do a hundred grand in the first full year, then you do 250 grand the next year, you know, then you do 1.5 million the next year, like you can grow like that bootstrapped um, if your fixed costs are like super low in the beginning and then just getting online lenders before the banks would loan to you and then establishing lines of credit early on. Just let us fund inventory, you know, be lean, bootstrap. Um, and, and then if you can start getting it to a couple million after that, um, you can fund some fine growth. And a lot of people will loan you money if it's to buy inventory and break into new places. So it's like, kind of tell people cross that bridge when you get to it, you know, yeah. you have this $10 million PO from Walmart and you're a $5 million company. Like, well, why don't you wait for that $10 million PO to come through? And I bet you're going to find the money. So just like having that mindset of just being efficient with capital, um, cause we didn't really have much of a choice. Uh, and then three years into the business, we do do a deal with Mark Cuban. Um, so that's our like only outside equity check into the business is, uh, is like an early round from Mark Cuban. So pretty cool, uh, investor and, uh, you know, board of dude guy to add, uh, and, and fun experience in itself. So you obviously, you just mentioned you were on Shark Tank. So I'd love to hear a lot more about that experience and sort of, what you learned from it to your, we've had a ton of guests who have been on Shark Tank. Uh, some have gotten deals, some haven't, but everybody speaks really positively about it. You know, I think it helps you to sort of organize your thinking in a crazy uh, startup yeah. founder world that you're living in for sure. What advice would you give to people and, and kind of share your experience as well, sort of how, how did the day go when you actually got the deal? Yeah. I mean, my advice to people is I think they should always try to be on Shark Tank if, 
you know, they're looking for money and they want to get um, an opportunity because it's tough to get that deal or finally mm-hmm. get on the show. Um, take some work and a lot of applications. But what it is, is then like a Super Bowl commercial for your brand, you know, that kind of lives on in infamy, um, especially like we've had a couple update episodes run. And so like we're kind of involved in this whole cultural thing of Shark Tank, which has been massive for our brand. Um, and, you know, we've loved, you know, being a part of it. So, yeah, love the Shark Tank effect. It definitely is real. Uh, and so I always encourage people like, why wouldn't you go for it? You know, <laughs> like you don't have to take a deal if you're on the show, if you don't like it, um, or you could take a deal. And, uh, yeah, as long as you're genuinely, I would say looking for the opportunity to be on shark tank, you know, you should go for it. And do you think you have to have, have been in business for a certain amount of time, uh, or that, you know, you, you must know your financials uh, before you get up there. Like, what are what are sort of words of wisdom, I guess, as you even watch Shark Tank now when you say this person's going to get yeah. crushed? <laughs> right. Well, I tried out three times. So the first time was pre-revenue. Hey, dude wipes, you know, check out this cool prototype. It was just about to launch. Got cut. The next year, it had like a hundred grand or so of sales, got a little farther, but got cut. The next year, we were on pace to do like our first million dollar year, you know, a little bit of traction. Um, so I'm glad that they cut us, you know, those first couple times because we weren't ready. But, uh, yeah. you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you're just going to go for it. So I'd hate to give anybody advice different than what I did, just like bang at the door and freaking try. But a couple hundred grand in sales, I think, would benefit you from a timing perspective, like it benefited me, like a little bit of proof of concept. Because if you go in there without any sales, they kind of just look at you like you're a bozo. Like, yeah. And everyone's seen it time and time again on the show. Um, so, yeah, I would recommend at least be in market selling, kind of knowing what this business, if you have a product people like or not. You know what I mean? And then they won't take your whole company either. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. You've got <laughs> some traction in there. Yeah, for years, I couldn't even watch Shark Tank because I would be like having so much anxiety over watching all of the entrepreneurs that were on there. It still is definitely there. I watch and I'm like, no, don't do that deal. Or I'm like, yeah, oh, that yeah. was so stupid. You should have done that. That was like incredible. Um, but you obviously, uh, having Mark Cuban I, is uh, amazing. So he's your only outside capital? Uh, yeah, correct. That's Besides, amazing. Uh, self-funded, you know, bootstrap days. That's absolutely amazing. So what is, what's, one of the biggest lessons you've learned that maybe you didn't know going in, obviously you hadn't done your own company. You had worked for uh, your work experience. Uh, what, what's your, what are your thoughts on entrepreneurship? Like what are, what's kind of the biggest challenge, I guess, as you're, as you've been on your journey, there's a lot of challenges, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. But what's kind of the biggest thing that you didn't know going into this? You know, I would think it's kind of twofold, like business wise, sales always just comes comes up as a reality early on. Like you can think an idea is great or that a product is great, but if it's not selling, it doesn't really mean anything and you don't have any proof yet. So like be very focused on selling early on 
um, was something I learned over time versus like there's other aspects of the business you're going to have to worry about. But without more and more sales, you guys aren't really worrying about much. Um, right. So, you know, sales become something that I think any, you know, founder, co-founder is always innately like driven by from a business perspective. And then just having that from a mindset perspective, like self-belief is, is everything. You know, if you guys don't believe you can, you know, start from nothing and now be disrupting toilet paper in a legitimate way at retail, if you don't think that way mm-hmm. along the way, it's going to be really tough to get there. And so us just learning each year, just always, you know, think bigger, push ourselves, um, all of that becomes, you know, a huge part of what you're going to need too. And so, yeah, just kind of believe in you're going to figure it out. No, I think that's, that's huge advice. So I read somewhere that selling through Amazon actually made it easier to convince brick and mortar uh, that they yeah. should give you guys a try. <laughs> I'd love to share because I think people view Amazon as, I mean, many people view it, view it as their direct to consumer strategy, um, right, right or wrong, but actually getting traction on Amazon. It, they're a competitor, right, to many retailers and uh, to consumers' eyes. And so how did that help you in your experience? Well, I mean, listen, they're all competitors, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we want to serve all of our customers like really well. But, you know, entrepreneurs, brand owners have to know like it's your it's your right and responsibility to sell your product wherever your customers want it. And Amazon out the get go to launch a product, I mean, you can't think of a better place, really. It'll tell you if you have a hit or a dud very quickly. Mm-hmm. And why do you even want that product on shelf until you've, you know, stress tested that real quick or D to C, whatever you want to do. Um, but yeah, for me, Amazon's the best place for that. And so essentially, that's what we we're doing. Entrepreneurs, nobody would let us in any retail store. Like there wasn't any sales meetings to go to. So it was like, well, let's put it up here. Let's ramp this up. And obviously it's the Walmart of the internet. Like it's a huge place to do business. And then, so just ever um, from there, we've always grown with it. Just like we grow with any customer where it's working with our product and the customer, like double down and grow it, you know? So the, the name, uh, dude wipes, what, yeah. how did you guys decide on that for a name? I mean, that was just always the number one name that just came to us right away. Like we're, we're sitting around, we're guys, we're talking about making butt wipes, like call it dude wipes. So that was like, there was a couple times where we were considering something, which thank God we didn't like more bland, like a swipe or like, you know, um, something that didn't have the dude wipes pizzazz, but then we always doubled back to like the brand, the funness, like if this is going to be a thing, you know, let's, let's put it all in there. Oh, that's, that's awesome. So have you ever thought of, uh, I don't know what the, uh, what the other side of dude wipes is, but, uh, have you thought that you're limited in, in any way just by talking about it as dude wipes? Because obviously, um, right. there's women who need to wipe their butt too. Right. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. women have had wipes, uh, forever. You know, women understand wipes and we found that out like early on, like women kind of got wipes. They already use them. We were like teaching guys like, hey, you need these wipes. Um, And then with our brand, we actually see right now 50 percent of usage is women. 
Uh, so that's been super interesting to us. Like once they're getting in the household, everyone's kind of using them. Um, now is calling it dude wipes a somewhat like limiting brand? Like, of course it is, right? Like you're not for everybody with a brand name like that. But the way we define a dude is just anybody um, with kind of a fun, loving, positive mindset that's like not going to take life too seriously. So that's what we always kind of say around here. And we think most people enjoy that. And that, you know, dude wipes obviously applies to all different sorts of people, but we're okay that like not everybody likes that. And it's a little loud, like that's right where we want to be. And that's what I always tell brands. Like you have to mean, you know, something to some group of people. Otherwise you kind of mean, you know, nothing to anybody. So I'm a big proponent of like edgy brands and actually like having a tribe and not trying to broaden things out too much from any category like perspective like i'm a liquid death guy you know like that to me is like perfect like loud edging out um of a market like you did you know like had a ton of space in it and someone could go do something completely unique uh they did it you know with marketing which i thought was super interesting um so yeah so interesting so how have you gotten the word out about dude wipes besides you know, being on Shark Tank, the, how have you let more people know about your product? Uh, you're also, I guess you mentioned social media, the TikToks and stuff, but what advice yeah. would you give to new entrepreneurs who are trying to get people to know about their brand? What do you think has worked? I think you have to do, you know, the organic stuff. So you really have to like try and talk to people and develop something that's conversation worthy. Mm -hmm. So social media organically um, posting, interacting with people is like a slow, you know, a slow growth, but you have to be doing that early on. And then I think you have to be getting like product in people's hands a lot of times early on more than you think. Um, sometimes you could think it's all about getting the brand out there, but getting a sample, getting a product in people's hands ends up being super valuable too. So always, you know, make sure people bring it back to that. And then, you know, the media that you spend early on is going to have to return for you. Um, so, you know, make sure you're understanding if you're spending this much money on Amazon or Facebook, you know, what sort of sales are you yielding? Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, you know, you can grow from there, but like, those are some of the basics I tell people to focus on. So first step, one needs to bring a product idea to life in your opinion. I mean, you guys are sitting there joking about, uh, this category and, uh, just deciding, Hey, maybe we can yeah. do this. But what would you say to an entrepreneur who's sitting here? Maybe they've got an idea, uh, not in the wipe space, but in any other space that, that <laughs> they've been like, Oh, this would be great. What do you think is kind of key for them to figure out initially? To make the first product, like that's just everything. So mm -hmm. I think people, people laser focused on that, like actually materializing that first run doesn't need to be perfect. The brand could change nothing. You know, you just need to be in business. Uh, but yeah, bringing back this thing, I would be like, this is the first step. Like, yeah, put a pen to paper, get something going, understand who could manufacture it, like be ready to purchase it or have purchased it. Like those are your only two things you have to worry about. Um, if you, you know, you, you don't have to worry about growing it, scaling it, the sales, how am I going to operate it? All of those things. Cause you're not in the game yet. So like 
pending entrepreneurs, I always say, you just have to get in the game, start cutting your teeth, start learning. And maybe I'm too aggressive on that. You know, I think some people may say a little bit more slow and methodical, but I'm just kind of like, you're either in the game or you're not. And, uh, you know, that's, I look at it as like pretty binary. And did you, how long did it take you from front to, you know, not really back, but when, when you actually <laughs> launched the product, uh, how long did that take you from concept to, I felt like there, we were going to land on a poop pun there. I know <laughs> I was trying really, really hard, but, uh, um, yeah, I would say it probably took like close to two years, you know, yeah. probably 18 months of like, Hey, this is an idea. We believe it's legitimate. Then you have to find people. You have to like spec it out, get the art done. You have to order. It has to show up. So, you know, realistically, I'm sure as you know, like it'd be hard to go from idea to product in less than a year. Um, you know, so a new time entrepreneur probably could be two years on average making that up. But from when you first have an idea that you're like committed to like moving forward, uh, it's probably going to take you a couple years to launch it. Yeah, most it does. I launched mine in nine months. Um, and so, and I only oh, did it. <laughs> yeah. And I only did it in nine months because I was having, I found out I was pregnant. And so actually yeah. having a date and being, and thinking, okay, my life is going to be different this was my fourth. And so I was like, how am I going to manage this? Well, I have to get it on the shelf. So they're having a date out there. Um, wow. definitely helped me. I probably would have taken a little more time. And to your point, it was less than perfect. It was, uh, but it gave us enough, um, enough to actually see what worked. And, uh, one of the things that we, did and sort of figured out in that first iteration was um, packaging. You know, we thought we thought like we had the perfect packaging. They were clear labels. They were beautiful. It looked wonderful. And then actually, when it got on the shelf, what we realized two things: the lighting, once it hit the packaging, actually made a huge difference. We were in Whole <laughs> Foods, and then if we were right next to a vitamin water that was colored like bright pink versus our clear labels and clear products. We just, you couldn't see our product. Uh, it just, yeah, yeah. Right. It sunk into the shelf, but no one came up with that criteria, right. Or, or problems in front of us. And until we actually got it on the shelf, we did a small run. We figured a lot of stuff out. And so we still sold, uh, you know, we knew that there was, that there was a market there, but, um, right. but we definitely, you know, made some quick changes once we got it on the shelf, um, that were, that were key. So I always tell people, you know, fly the plane as you're building it, not literally, but uh, you've got to just get it good enough that you can actually get some data off of it and consumer, you know, acceptance off of it more than anything else. So, I think that that's in sync with what you're saying. Yeah. No, it's a big lesson there. You know, a, a mom of three with the fourth on the way, you know, says, I'm going to get this done in nine months. You know, here, what here I was a single guy, you know, supporting myself. I didn't need much to live off of. And I went out on a leap and people are always like, Oh, how'd you take that leap? How'd you take that leap? I'm like, 
you're in your 20s, like you're single, like you're, you're worried about taking a leap, you know, like some people have real things going on uh, like you did. And, you know, it's a harder decision, but I think you deserve more credit uh, for doing it because um, I'm always trying to encourage, you know, I'm always trying to encourage younger people that like they really don't have any excuse not to, <laughs> you yeah. know. Well, I think to your point, it's like, what's the worst that can happen? Right. Yeah. I figured that if I had come from tech and was starting Hint and we didn't even tell most of our most of my friends were in tech and we didn't tell people that we were actually starting a beverage company because, you know, in Silicon Valley, like they, they would have thought we were off our rocker. Right. For starting right. a beverage company. And we we just decided to just go do it. And um, I think that it was. uh you know, it was crazy lessons learned along the way too. Um, but I think it it really, what we realized is that if nothing else, we would be great dinner party guests to say like, oh, what have you guys been doing for the last couple of years? Okay, so yeah. we started this beverage company. We put the wrong labels on the package. They sucked. You know, they were clear. We thought they were beautiful. No one could see them, you know. It was like the product went bad because we decided like who needs preservatives in the product? Like we <laughs> we had all of these like points where we were just like, okay, that's the worst that can happen or we can actually be successful. And so, you know, we kept thinking, let's just try. Like if nothing else, we'll be yeah. like, everyone's going to want to talk to us for a dinner party because we're going to like be like the funniest guest to them because they're going to be like, why did you think you could do this? Like, and you know, maybe we couldn't. Right. But maybe we could. Right. And so yeah. I think that that's the, the allure of entrepreneurship. Even if you fail, you learn a lot of things. You'll, oh, you'll be, yeah. you know, the life of the party, uh, the butt of everybody's joke. See, I got <laughs> the butt in there. Don't there worry. Right. Um, so funny. So, Next for Dude Wipes. Next for Dude Wipes. Um, you know, we just came out with some some new stuff. So I think I sent you one of the packages, which was a Shea Butter Smooth. And uh, that's a new SKU that's at Walmart. So, like, we're messing around with um, making some new fragrances. Um, we're still talking to places uh, like Costco. And we're looking to expand in Sam's Club. So getting in more clubs. But kind of more of like a focused uh mindset keep disrupting toilet paper you know finding little innovations and little ways to make that experience even better for you in the bathroom we're just kind of working on those all day and seeing which ones pop up i love it well you guys are doing such a killer job and everyone needs even the non-dudes that are listening need <laughs> to uh definitely get some dude wipes uh they're so great and Love supporting Sean for sure. And uh, thank you so much, Sean, for coming on. I love hearing your story and everything about it. And uh, I know everybody it really, really loved hearing your lessons and your story as well. We'll have all the info in the show notes too. But thank you again. Thank you, Kara. No, this is a blast. Appreciate you having me. Thanks again for listening to The Kara Golden Show. If you would, please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our podcast. 
just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. And if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen or pick up a copy of my book, Undaunted, which I share my journey, including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And thanks everyone for listening. Have a great rest of the week and 2023 and goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.